0: All right, we are recording episode dos. Today's podcast, title of it is called Fire Your Friends with my special guest today, Nate Marcy. Uh, To give you some background on Nate, how Nate and I decided to do this one, I'd always heard the saying for the longest time, you are the people that you associate yourself with and the folks you spend time with, the sum of the five. And interestingly enough, one day at lunch, Mm. Nate brought that up to me out of nowhere. And so I knew we kind of had something, him and I going back and forth uh, we created essentially this episode for folks to really audit who they're hanging out with um, and really see is that moving them forward or backwards. Now, Nate, I know the first thing you mentioned to me too is how I view the sum of the five people you hang out with is a little bit different than how you mm-hmm. might view it, which I thought was interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Correct. So when I when you say the sum of five people, the first thing that comes to me is two different perspectives, right? They have a financial value as a person, as assets, and and that's what their worth is, right? But they also have value that they're adding to you in attributes, in advice, in conversation. So I think that it's not only – I think that you can't take one perspective view on just their financial worth and their value. I think you have to take an overall view of what do they bring to the table and what value are they adding.
0: I think it's such an interesting perspective, too. Nate, do you ever find yourself just sitting at a different party and starting to ponder that out of nowhere? Like, it just comes in, like, the lights dim and your brain starts to think about it and spin?
1: I do, because especially when at parties, you're assessing the conversations that you're having. Are are you adding value through those conversations? What are you learning? Are you surrounding yourself with people that are, are not only trying to make you better, but have the goals and aspirations that you have, right? Especially at parties because that's part of your social time. That's part of your um, interaction as a human that you want to have is is to be social and have those conversations.
0: I think it's an interesting point too is we think about it, right? And like when you start to find that the conversation you're wanting to have or think about that's not being had, it starts to have that uncomfortable feeling in the pit in your stomach where you start to think like this ain't it. And so it starts to create that uncomfortable change of starting to shift friend groups and start to think about how can I find these people that have similar mindsets like myself. Um, it's funny how you and I connected out of nowhere. But Nate, you, you had mentioned to me a long time ago a saying that I'll never forget, which I'm not sure if it's a Nate project or a Nate original quote we're going to say it is. Uh, but it's that sometimes you have to sit there and think that it's not that you outgrew your friends. It's as they refuse
1: to keep up with you. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you visualize that? Correct. So... I, I Now, I, I take a step back and say, everybody who I've had in my life, um, I appreciate them. I wish them nothing but the best. But at times, the, the challenges and different steps that we're taking in life don't align with each other. And I would say it's not necessarily that they didn't keep up. They, they also chose to take a different path. And I had a path and a goal for my life. And, and the thing is is, they also had that same ability to build their path. They just chose to build... different path right and and again it's not that i am leaving them behind Uh, a quote that i'd like to say is an expired friendship is not beef it's it's not a problem i have nothing but love for anybody who i've had in my life that our friendship maybe expired or we grew apart right um I, i think that they added value to me at my life in that time and i hope that i added value to them as well but it's a natural part of life. We're humans, and I think that we progress as life goes on.
0: I find that, I think it's really important. Thank you for bringing it up, too. I always find that there is this friction that inherently is going to come, right? Where it might go a couple of months. you like, hey, I'm going to start to hang out with different people. It's not like you make this big, grandiose explosion <laughs> to all your friends. Like, I'm Doesn't done with you guys. Overnight. We're cut off, right? Now, every once in a while, I think, you know, if there's folks that continue to make really poor, heinous decisions, where I think, sure, that conversation probably needs to be had. But... Most of the time, it's not like that. And inevitably, the uncomfortability part comes into where you're trying to do your own thing or starting to grow or level up and you're going to start to get some resistance. And I think it's really important that you have to manage the the message that you're not saying you're better than anybody else, right? Like I always think about this, like I'm not better than anyone. I'm more flawed than most people in the world, right? Like I can give you a list of 50 things right now that's like wrong with me, but it's the fact that I don't, not like you. I just want to have a different, yeah, hang out with different people who think a different way that force me to think bigger.
1: Correct. You want people to level you up. You don't want somebody at the bottom that's pulling you down, right? You want somebody at the top pulling you up. You know, one of the things that we've, we've talked about is the, the common thing that people believe that it's lonely at the top, Right. Unfortunately, it's, it's not lonely at the top. It's lonely in the middle, right? There's that category there where you're at the bottom and you're trying to grow. They're always At the bottom, there's always going to be people that are pulling you down because they're in the same situation as you, the same grief, and the same point in their life, and they don't know how to get over it. So they want you to be in the same situation as them. When you learn and grow and develop what you need to pull yourself up, and you'll get that from the people that you start to surround yourself with. As you grow and surround yourself with people that are more successful than you, they will pull you up through those levels. And and at the same time, don't also forget that you need to be pulling some of those people below you up. They might also be going through those same struggles, and, and you just don't know because, again, you're not having those conversations, right? Sometimes they're difficult conversations to have, whether at parties or social events, but you know, they're, they're conversations that make us all better, I, I think, as, as humans, as people, right?
0: And that's like one of the things I think you and I spoke about that I love the most, that ladder, like there, it's the middle that's the weird part, where it's like the slimy ladder that you're climbing up, right? And most people, even when they can start to figure out how to get from the bottom to start to go to the top, it gets really uncomfortable, where it's like, I got to do a bunch of things I don't want to do. And by you continuing to make the decision to keep doing it, you're going to keep climbing that ladder. Now, inherently, people's whatever it may be, insecurities, their own self-doubt might start to think like, well, who does Nate think he is to do this? And so subconsciously, you start to see people, you know, chirp at you or think like, oh, Nate's that guy now. But one thing I, I, I 100% agree with you too, is that at the top, those people want to help you. So I think of it as like like we we're talking about climbing a ladder. And when you first start to climb that rung, like you have the bottom part of it, people trying to pull you back down. And it's really hard. You climb up a couple rungs and those people are still tugging at your pant leg. Most people are like, all right, I'm done. I'm just going to go back resemble uh back to my old life and just live with that and then 50 years later live with a ton of regret but as you start to as you start to climb up that ladder and you get to like the top of the ladder where you start to see the manhole open up and you can see outside the dome what you'll find is a bunch of people sticking their hands down and trying to pull you up which is so interesting like there's that notion that like oh you know successful people just want all the success for themselves that is entirely not true the majority of people you and I both know that are much older than us that have made it quote unquote already. Like those guys want you to win so bad. Like they almost find enjoyment in you winning more than them winning anymore, which I think is a, a thing that people really don't sit there and
1: realize. Absolutely. They they want to support you. The people that are above you that are, that are you know, and, and also I think people take a look at the ladder as there's only one or two rings on that ladder. There's multiple layers and multiple steps to where you're going and where you want to go, right? Right. You don't you don't go from you know, hundred fifty thousand to a million dollar club two five ten. Those are, are different tiers and different levels. So as you associate yourself with the people around you that have similar goals and ambitions in those levels, those people will pull you up and those people will support you. And, and again, right you don't you always want to be pulling people up with you as well. Your friends that are there that are excited for you that have drive, that have ambition, that care about you, that have similar goals and, and have similar ambitions, right? They wanna achieve the same things. If somebody is supporting you and pulling you up, you need to do the same thing for them.
0: I think that's so important. And when you start to have folks that start to throw like a negative comment out there and not being positive folks, that's their subconscious basically saying that they don't wanna win. And that like by doing that, you're basically arboring hatred in your heart for that person trying to push themselves. And that will forever be a gravity pull that keeps you on the floor. I think one thing that it starts off with is changing the way you think, right? Like, Nate, you and I can sit here and talk about stuff and think pretty big, right? But we get someone who's 55, right, or runs a monster business, and we start to think about things we're trying to do, and we'll ask them, hey, what are you trying to do? And then all of a sudden, when they tell it, we start to think, like, wait a minute, hold on, maybe we're thinking smaller, right? And It forces your brain to think bigger, and once that rubber
1: band's been stretched one time, right? we're off to the races it's like a cannonball it doesn't yeah rubber doesn't stretch back it, it doesn't come back right but those those are the things that help you grow and take the next step in your life is when you have somebody who's at a much higher level than you that that pushes you and provides you that that general understanding of where you need to get because yes there are things that that we're working on right you know cody you and i are in a different position in life and, and you have a very successful business that you've built and you've put the time and effort into it right Um, I'm at a point where I'm building myself and building my brand within my career. So the way that I look at it is, you know, I'm leaning on some of those mentors and the people that have been in the industry 25-30 years, um, similar to the people that you know at your firm that have been there 30-40 years or who have seen great success. And and as you're realizing now, most of them want to be there for you. They want to pull you ahead. They want to, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily be your mentor, but they want to be a mentor factor. You will have that one or two key people that are your mentors that allow you to grow and help build you through this process. I, I, I truly do believe that, but I think at the same time, there are these smaller key people. And, and the way that I say that is, I think that everybody has a story. And the thing that I learn from, whether it's an, an entrepreneur, um, a failed entrepreneur, an intrapreneur, whoever it is, they have different trials and tribulations that they've gone through that either knocked them down or brought them up, and those are the things that I can learn from as I am climbing up that ladder, that that very slimy ladder. And I'm on the you know second, third ring, first ring, and and I want to get to that next level.
0: I love that, a, dude. That's a really good point. So, I think a lot of folks see, you know, largely successful people, and they might like this is figuratively right. They might see the pinstripe suit, they might see the the big house, right? You know, all the fun stuff and all the impact they get to create. One thing, Nate, I'm sure you found this too as a quick side point, really successful people are usually really nice folks too, like and really charitably inclined too. So the whole thing of like this ultimate greed, I might be fortunate that I just don't really see it. A lot of the guys I hang out with that are very successful are also a part of my men's group. So I would hope they were not like incredibly greedy, but so in thinking about that though, people want those big things, right? But if you were to tell them the story, like underneath that suit coat or dress, I guess, of females as well, like all the scarring, the ups, the downs, the pain, the suffering. Um, a lot of folks that deal with like entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship deal with more anxiety, depression, and I'm no different than that, um, right? You know, you're, you know, like going down this kind of path, you're probably going to shorten your lifespan. Like that's just probably how it's going to be. But if you were to explain to somebody that's what, what it's going to take to get to that level, most people, and even if you gave them the roadmap to say, hey, you're going to go through this, 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 and this, but I'm guaranteeing you if you just do these things, you'll be there too. Most people will read that and be like, "I'm good, I'm out." Like that ain't for me. So I think oftentimes I feel like we need to really take a step back, and I think people a lot of places where they're at, not a lot of folks get lucky, right? And if folks that do get lucky, usually those are the people that fail pretty quickly because they don't know how to handle the success, or they're just going to crumble because they have never had tough times happen to them.
1: Because everything goes out of style, right? They they didn't stay with the times that they were in business, and they let it crumble. Um, one thing that I you know I want to make a reference to your first podcast. Um, with Scott, the gentleman from Plainfield CrossFit, um, you, you said to him, well, you know, wasn't your business successful, successful day one? Didn't you make a million dollars? Doesn't everybody make a million dollars? And I think that's a, a common misconception that people believe that anybody in business is is making all of this money and, oh, you can afford it, Cody, right? I'm sure you've gotten that out at the bar. Oh, you right. can afford it, Cody. You can afford that beer or whatever. You got rounds on you. Um, and, and I think it's a perspective take, right? That, that person at the bottom... I think is looking at the person at the top saying oh they think that they're you know inferior to me right most of the time you you alluded to it the people at the top those are the people that most of the time want to give back the most right they've built their business they have that extra time whether it's charity work whether it's donations whether it's helping other entrepreneurs build themselves up right um you know mentor groups or, or whatever it is i think that the problem is is that person at the bottom has this common perception that that person driving the Bentley or the Rolls-Royce or the Lamborghini in the big house, that they're, they're probably gonna be, for you frank, to be a dickhead. When in reality, they're probably a really nice guy if you just talk to them and get to know them because you know what? They probably are an entrepreneur and they probably have a story that tells them how they got to where they are. most people that have businesses, right, if you're a first-generation business, you didn't inherit that business. You built it. So you have a story. You have the trials that you went through. You have those struggles. And and most people just think that everybody who has a Lamborghini was just handed a Lamborghini or handed a Rolls-Royce or handed a Bentley. When in reality, if you talk to those people, they're good people. And most of the time, they're just like you and I, right? And they want to help other people get better. And I think that's a, a huge misconception about people who are at that next ring and at that next level. Yeah, they all drink water just like you and I yeah, do, right? They, they
0: breathe the same air we breathe. Exactly, so it's nothing different. I think, Nate, we start to think and take it a step further too, there's something that, I'm actually curious to get your thoughts on this live because I might have a different mentality than you do, we'll see. But even when you surround yourself with your family, right, where a lot of people feel like, hey, this person's related to me in X, Y, Z way, so therefore I have to, you know, show up to this or continually talk to them, but I think... I start to think about it in a different way of like, you know, we always go to the family parties, right? And I'm not, anyone from the Troyner household or one household, this is not shots fired at anybody. I'm just saying in general, I've worked with a lot of people. So if you have family members that are constantly upsetting, you just cut them out, right? Like I think I've got a <laughs> mentality of you, your parents, grandparents, your siblings, you owe them something like, hey, be there for them. But when you start to get extended family members, you you owe them nothing, right? And if those folks are gonna either hinder you or not get you to where you to go, and that's the hard part about it. Like, it's a really sad truth is everyone is either an anchor or a propeller. There is no neutral. So either that person is dragging your boat down and making you not go as fast as you can, or they're propelling you forward more. Dan, I was curious yeah. to know. If-
1: and, and it's not only, you know, the, the propeller anchor, it's not only in family, it's in personal relationships as well. Um, you know, I, I believe family, I, I came from a, from a fairly large family on my mom's side, my dad's side is a little bit smaller. Um, and, and you know, we're rocking and of growing apart. We're building our own families at this point in time, and we all still love each other. We still care for each other. Um, but again, right, we have different paths that we're going down. I have a path that I chose and in a direction that I'm choosing, and I'm choosing to follow the people that are propellers, right? Um, you know, actually, one of my lines came from my wife, right? Surround yourself with successful people. That is something that her father, my father in law, um, ingrained in her and, and she has ingrained in me and that's you know one of the reasons why I, I, I'm really excited to talk about this and have these conversations with you because I didn't fully understand this concept until you know three to five years ago right I'm, I'm learning through it and going going through this process myself and I think that those propellers push you to focus on not only yourself but to focus on your health your perspective and you as an overall person right Um, you are going to have those anchors in your life and you know what you, you, you see them at the family party, you say hi, but again, you don't have those same conversations. If the events that you go to, the conversations that you have at those events are the conversations that you chose to have. If you know that you have a certain goal, you don't go to those events and excuse me, seek out conversations that don't add the value that you're looking for At, at the point that you're getting to, you know, what you want to achieve out of an event so get the value that you're looking to achieve out of it. I mean, there's my. it brings up this interesting point
0: of like the conversation you chose to have, right? I don't have a lot of pet peeves, right? I'm a pretty easygoing guy. But the one pet peeve I have is when you go to any event or any party and you ask someone like, oh, hey, what's new? And they say, oh, same shit, different day. That internally boils my blood to attend to where it's like, I haven't seen you in six months and you're telling me you have done nothing different. There, there's, there's no way that's humanly possible. I don't know. It's just something I just, I just want. That's why I'm always trying to think, like, Nate, whenever I go to see you, the cool part is Nate and I don't hang out that much because Nate's busy doing a million different things and I'm busy doing a million different things. So, like, when they say, like, oh, my best friends meet for coffee every single Saturday, maybe I'll do that. We can do it 20 years from now. But Nate and I, there's no hard feelings, right? I know Nate's out there doing a million different things and he knows I'm doing a million different things. There's no bad blood in regards to it.
1: And, and half the time, we, we forget what we wanted to talk about because we start talking about something else that's adding a different piece of value from a different perspective, and, and we don't even end up talking about the things we intended on catching up on, right? right. Um, you know, you, you and I have had many conversations where our, our intent was one thing, and 35, 40 minutes later, we're both looking at the phone like, oh man, we really don't want to jump on our next conference call right. because we're, we're getting value out of it. And, and those are the conversations that, as, as you're pulling yourself up that slimy rung, those are the conversations you're having more and more. And those are the conversations that you'll seek out having more and more.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's cool to always compete with other folks where it's not I'm competing with me. Like we're trying to do it together, right? And it's so like, and there's days where I don't want to do the two extra things I want to have to do. And sometimes I'll go through my Rolodex and my brain, right? Sometimes I think about, you know, there's an imaginary person out there. And like um, one of my ex-girlfriends used to always fight me on this. Like it doesn't exist. But I used to always think out there that like there's somebody out there right now thinking I'm not going to do what I need to get done today. And I always just tell myself, like, that person's about to think wrong. Other times I'll think about, like, hey, I know Nate's out traveling right now and he's doing it. Like, I'm going to do it just because I know he's out there doing it. Like, out of respect to the friendship, I don't want to be the guy that basically becomes potentially an anchor or a drag on side of it. So I think that just surrounding yourself with people like that is really going to help you. You brought up a really interesting point. Um, so the the last group that you hang out with, I think actually might be the most important. Because, Nate, who is the person... In your life that you spend the most time with
1: at this point in time my wife right gabriella
0: right so nate's wife is awesome huge shout out gabriella um but i think people don't realize this too It's like one of the things that can be your biggest anchors and propellers is your significant other that is something that no one wants to talk about right well they'll think like hey you know they're just wired differently or something like that but if that's a person that you have to interact with the most and they're dragging you down from your potential how hard it is for people to you know cut it off or walk away from it knowing that's the better outcome but it's so that's i think the hardest one that people refuse to do a lot of times they'll say like oh i've been with this person for 25 years right or i've been dating this person for six months and they know it's not working out right but the discomfort of leaving it is too much and so therefore they'll just basically take the path of least resistance dragging the anchor for the next 40 50 years
1: absolutely because it's easy right it's it's easy to do those things it's easy to go down that rut it's easy to go down that path you, you need that propeller to push you to the next step, right? And and also, it, it might not be that, you know, they're taking you away from your job or taking you away from doing extra work. But, you know, one of the things that I go through with, with my wife, Gabriella, is she pushes me not only, you know, work aside, as, as times I'm at the computer very late and why are you doing that? Does that need to get done today, right? She's not pushing me because she's envious of the work or, you know, I'm not paying attention to her. She's pushing me because she wants me to use some of that time to focus on my health and my fitness and my mental health, right? That th- these are all things that go together. It's it's not just the work ethic. Yeah, I can work myself 70, 80 hours a week, but she supports me with that perspective. But at the same time, she understands that there's times when I'm at the computer, I'm not being effective. I'm, I'm there working, but I'm not being efficient and effective in how I'm doing my work. And it, I would be better served getting a workout in or resetting my mental health or doing something that allows me to take a step back. So I think you find that person that not only supports you with your work, but supports you from a whole life perspective and understands that work is one thing. Yes, money is very important, but your health, your fitness, and who you surround yourself with are a huge piece of that.
0: Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Well, guys, I hope this has been helpful. Nate, you know, just so excited you and I got a chance to do this. Um, I'm just curious to know, any parting advice of just general philosophy or general thoughts that you want to leave our uh, wonderful listeners with?
1: I would say one of the statements I said earlier, um, an expired friendship is not beef. You know, please understand that if you're at this point and you're looking to get to that next level, um, it, it is no disrespect. It's all love to everybody who you meet along the way and through that process um, hope that you surround yourself with people that are going to push you make yourself better make yourself stronger and are excited for you when you achieve those goals um, that you're looking to achieve right I you want to surround yourself with the people that not only have goals similar to yours but are going to be excited and supportive for you when you achieve that goal and you achieve the next three four or five goals 100%.
0: Um, What we're going to do is we'll put Nate's Instagram inside the podcast listing as well. Um, Open invite to all. So we're here to help anyone and anyone. And if this podcast helped one person, it was more than worth it. Hope you guys have a wonderful holidays. Talk to you folks soon.